6 to 7 p.m. Sport on with Tabi Somosia. Thank you and a very good evening and thanks for staying with us on SAFM and for joining us on Flashback Fridays on SAFM Spot On where we like to celebrate our sporting stars of the past and also look at historic moments in South African sport. Uh, my name is Tabiso Musia, Luyolam Kalip and Katlako Mudiba are producing and Sylvester Komane is in technical. We have another guest in studio this evening, a man who broke barriers, one of the first players to play for the so-called white football clubs back in the 80s and later went on to Captain Mamelodi Sundowns guiding them to their first ever trophy back in 1986 he also made a successful transition from player to administrator and to the corporate world and that is none other than mike ndombela popularly known as nanana you might remember when we spoke to jimmy cook a couple of weeks ago he also mentioned uh, mike ndombela actually mike ndombela came through on the show and spoke about how he played with a uh, jimmy cook at vet university back in the days his former coach skrima chabalala has named him in the best sundowns 11 of all time now, that is a massive compliment, and Mike Ndombela will be our guest tonight in studio. And if you want to join the conversation, as always, we like to educate and enlighten the young ones about our heroes, our sporting stars, our greats. So if you had the pleasure of watching Mike Ndombela play, please make sure that uh, please do call us on 0891-104-207 to share some memories and your highlights of Mike Ndombela. You can also SMS us on 40938 and on WhatsApp we do take voice notes. The number is 0614104107 and we are using the hashtag SAFM spot on on social media. Before we speak to Mike Ndombela, we're also going to have a quick chat with Max Maponya and Go Men Go. He's doing something wonderful in the Eastern Cape this weekend and he will tell us all about it. And also how's this? Breaking news we just received this about 30 minutes ago. SABC Sport will be bringing the FA Cup semi-finals live this weekend. Fans can look forward to a live broadcast of back-to-back semi-final matches this Saturday and Sunday respectively live on SABC 3. The first semi-final is between quadruple title chasing Manchester City up against Brighton and Hove at 6pm on Saturday. Tomorrow that's live on SABC 3 and the second semi will be between the 1984 finalists in Watford uh, versus Wolves uh, that they beat Manchester United of course to sell their place in the last four for the first time in 21 years and that match between Watford and Wolves will be live at 4.30 this Sunday on SABC3 and SABC3 will also broadcast the FA Cup final on the 18th of May 2019. So looking forward to watching some wonderful FA Cup football on SABC this weekend. Manchester City and Brighton tomorrow at 6 on SABC 3 and Wolves and Watford on SABC 3 on Sunday at 5.30. Hashtag SAFM Sport On. So I mentioned that Max Goldman Gove is doing something in the Eastern Cape and he joins us on the line now to tell us about it. Uh, Max, good evening, sir. Thank you very much for speaking to us on SAFM. Thank you very much for inviting me and good evening to the listeners. We had the, we had the wonderful uh, um, initiative that you've taken, Max Maponyane, and we thought we should just highlight it and let the people know what is Max Maponyane up to this weekend. Yeah, in fact, what is uh, happening is this weekend um, at uh, Dansani and Zuelisha, starting tomorrow in Zuelisha, and that is at 2 o'clock, and also on Sundays at 2 o'clock. What I would be doing is, uh, instead of people assuming and always uh, saying things that uh, they're not sure of, I thought, let me just embark on a journey to share with them where I started, how it all started, and the ups and downs that I have uh, come across. And, uh, you know, often people think that, oh, you on TV, 
you played the game, you must have raked it in, you must have made a lot of money. But then I made a lot of effort to do other things outside what they know me for, to actually earn a decent living. And then I'm saying to them, you too can do something with your 24 hours. We all get given 24 hours, but it's what we do with them. Just like the teams that uh, you see on the lock there, they all play 24 games, but uh, suddenly the others are on top and others at the bottom. It's exactly how human beings behave. When the pressure is on, they want to survive, which is now the likes of, uh, of uh, what is that, Marinsbeck United. Mm. Why not? So we are say, I'm saying to them, in life, what is happening in the game? Because I give that analogy. What you, is happening in the game happens in human life, where people say, uh, now I'm under pressure. I can't afford this. I mean, you know the economic situation in this country. Mm. Day in and day out, we get bad news that uh, this has gone up, this has gone up. As recent as this week, petrol has gone up. You can't tell me your salary goes up when your petrol goes up, you know? And... You do have people who have lost their jobs, and what else can they do? But I'm saying to them, I used to be going out there playing and then suddenly emceeing at night and doing these other things. And You can do that too, because mm. you do have 24 hours. Don't rush home to sleep or go to the street corner and say, I'm tired, I'm from work. You choose to say, I don't have time. But if you want to make time, you can make a difference. And who exactly are you talking to, Max? Are you talking to the football community? Are you talking to uh, people in general? I'm, I'm speaking to people in general. You see, that's where I want people not to be confused, that mm. I'm talking to footballers or former footballers. I'm talking to people in, de- in general because I'm talking about how I and the family had expectations and how I met those expectations. What happens to them people, whether playing or not playing, are going through situations that changes in their lifestyles. And they have to now say, how do I react uh, positively towards that? People confuse two things, that when you are playing football, you are also a living being. So I'm sharing with them the fact that there are two people. There's Max Maponyane, the one you see on TV. There's the one that uh, you've always uh, seen uh, on the field. But it's the same person that is a living being and goes home and say, okay, what's happening now? And expectations are always going to be there. And with them, it's the same. The only difference between them and us is that some of them who are going through those differences are not known. But the pressure is on us because we are known and we are seen on TV. So I'm showing them the reality of we also human, these things happen to us. And so, and Max, how do people attend then in Mtanzana and Zwelicha? How do they find more info? What, uh, what they have to do is to RSVP on this number when they want to come through. 073-675-3647. Sorry, uh, 073-675-3547. Or 082, 083-276-9702. Okay, I've got that. What time are you starting? Uh, it's 2 o'clock Saturday, 2 o'clock on Sunday. We make sure that it's the same time instead of confusing and people would say, which one is 3 o'clock, which one is 5 o'clock? So it's 2 o'clock Saturday and Sunday. Is there a specific place hotels, you... The Hotel, Zolisha Hotel. Both hotels, 2 o'clock. And people are always asking the question, how much do you pay? No, you pay nothing ex- except just paying attention when you get there. <laughs> So it is free of charge at the Danzane Hotel and Zulisha Hotel. Danzane is at Saturday at 2 o'clock. 
it is free of charge, though I have gone through expenses, but you always have to go an extra mile to make a difference. That is great stuff, Max Maponyana. We're also going to mention it uh, before uh, we end the show. We'll give out those numbers again. But while we've got you on the line, Maxi, we've also got a, a gentleman in studio that we are celebrating and uh, we're in conversation with this evening. His name is Mike Ndombela. What can you share with us about Mike Ndombela? Mickey, I remember Mickey. Send my regards to Mickey. Mickey, are you well? Very well, and thanks. And yourself, Max? I'm very well, thank you. Mike, uh, you know, you called Mike Mtombella. I know you as Nanana. <laughs> <laughs> I played with Mike. Mike, if I'm not mistaken, was the first black footballer to play for this. Mm. And he was tiny and at the left back. And he's the only guy that I would choose not to kick when I exchanging the <laughs> kicks with his teammates. Because uh, we used to really be kicked to pieces. But very neat defender, very clean, and always a gentleman. And I know him as a person outside the field of play, fortunately from that area of Shawela. And I happen to be in Protea North. So Mickey knows that uh, we hung out uh, very often and uh, used to enjoy this game. But the future of it, it was him, Mike Mangena and I, and all always going out there and say, guys, we have to bang in goals. But unfortunately, he wouldn't be part of the discussion because he was at the back. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much, Goldman. Go. We wish you all the best this weekend and we'll give out that information again before we end the show. Thank you very much and good luck to Mike on the book. And uh, I heard about the book and I'm still going to get the copy from him signed. Great stuff. Thank you, Max Baponyana. Wonderful day. Are you working on a book, Mike Dombella? Mickey, good evening. Thank you for joining us. Oh, good evening. Thank you very much. Uh, thanks for the opportunity, man. We really appreciate yeah. your time. When is the book coming out? Very soon. Eh? Mm. Uh, very, very soon. Uh, I was hoping that it could come uh, before the elections, but we never know. But uh, it's almost there. Okay, we'll definitely wait for that. I mentioned yes. in our intro, Mike Dombella, before you walked into studio, that you've made... Uh, a smooth transition from player to administrator to the corporate world. Uh, what is Mike Dombella up to these days? Because I also know you've got a sports management uh, company. Uh, I run a sports management company. I look at issues which are needs to be addressed and which helps to improve the game. Uh, now I am going to be more involved in school sports. Uh, but also I will not be lost in the in the technical addresses of, of, of professional coaches. So it's, it's going to depend, but I want to put a more focus on the on, on, on school sports, particularly football. But I always look at myself not only as a, as a football person, but as a sports person and uh, to address because if we focus mainly on, on football, at times mm-hmm. we, we lose focus that the majority of the people in South Africa are women. And not many of them play football, but uh, the most sport played sport by women is netball. So uh, that's why I, I like I like to to challenge myself on those issues, and uh, I'll be able to start one very soon as well. That's good to hear. You you also worked at Adidas for a very long time, leading up to the World Cup. What was your role there, and how do you look at, at your relationship with Adidas? Uh, when I was appointed uh, as a football manager at, at, at Adidas, I was an under-23 assistant yes. coach. And uh, and I was uh, headhearted and then I was picked up and uh, I just made an interview and immediately after the interview they took me. And my responsibilities were quite many, but by and large is to make sure that Bafana and all the national teams were dressed properly. 
and secondly to to do some uh, uh, development uh, between Safa and, and Adidas because Safa is the leaders of football then we can be, play a role in that and the third one was to identify talent mm. and be able to bring them into the fold and sponsor them and uh, uh, those were, were key uh, uh, responsibilities which I, I really enjoyed and uh, and I, I don't I don't regret leaving coaching to go to football uh, football administration yeah. For those who've just joined us, we are in conversation with former Mamelodi Sundowns captain, Vets University player, uh, Micah Ndombela, and uh, we're going to get into more of the conversation after the break. But please feel free to call us. As I mentioned, we'd like to educate and enlighten on this show. So those who've seen him play, please share with us on 891 We've already got somebody that has called us. SMS line is 40938. And on WhatsApp, we take voice notes on 0641410407. I also see all the comments coming through on social media, and we are using the hashtag SFM Spot On. Zanzi's sporting milestones, moments, and stories. Flashback Fridays with Tabiso Musia and Mike Ndombela this evening. Now, bro, Mike, you are also known as some. I don't know if it's a scout, but you've brought through some players to the big leagues, the likes of Tulani Sajwayo, Serrero, and the likes of Clifford Ngobeni. Is that a passion for you? Ah, it was just coincidental. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, uh, while identifying players for Adidas, I had a big pool. Eh? Mm. I identified a lot, uh, Raman Patel, uh, Andile Chali, to get those players. And along the way, we started a club called Snawane Gunners. Mm, I'm a Varara. And uh, we, we, on while we've, we've just started, and then I, I saw some talent. And then I would refer that talent to professional teams. And uh, the team which I was working with at that time more was Ajax Cape Town because of John Committees. Mm. Uh, I played with John Committees as vets. So we knew each other for a very long time. So I then referred the players. I said, if I get a player, I will send them to you because one, we, are, we, are, we, have, we have got the experience and we have got, you know how to do with the players and not too many of the professional teams like Pirates and Chiefs were, were strong in development by mm. then. So I chose them. Then they are, and then I identified them. And I, while they were there, they said, coach, you must manage us because they called me coach. <laughs> I said, what is managing a player? <laughs> but then, then I realized maybe the best thing I must do, I must just become their father mm. so that uh, I, I, I have got a lot of things to tell them. I must not develop them in the game only. I must go outside the game and make sure that I, I develop a human being. So, as I said, it was coincidental, and I'm very proud that uh, I've been successful. But I have had a lot of failures as well. There are a lot of players who didn't come through, mm. and uh, and uh, that's a challenge for me. And uh, I still have that passion to identify, to make players to, to, to play professional football. It's so interesting and very educative. So I want to see more players because that broadens your... Your, your horizon mm. in terms of looking at things and you can be able to be a better person in the in the future. And you're also changing lives. I mean, what do you make of a progress of a, of a guy like Tulani Serrero? Mm. Unbelievable. Uh, uh, there are very good things, by uh, uh, and large, from what he has achieved. You know, like he was something else at Avila because I saw him one game mm. and then I referred, I referred him to Ajax and, uh, and the rest is, here, is history. And to go up to a level of uh, 
uh, Alex Amsterdam and play against Barcelona was very fulfilling. Obviously, there are those challenges where, as well, he has not played for the national team, which also disappointed me because that's the that's the ultimate, you know, mm. like, uh, and uh, your country is very important for you as an individual because uh, uh, without a country, you are really nobody. On that note, Samson Veli Villagazi on Twitter says, send my greetings to my former chairman of Sinawane Ganas, used to coach Ama Varara. What can you tell us about Sinawane Ganas? I remember we once did a show on another platform uh, before just about the history of this club because everybody talks about it and refers to it. Yeah, it's a very old club. Uh, uh, I started my football there mm. and uh, I started in the, uh, let me reveal my age, in the <laughs> late 60s and uh, the club was there. And uh, it brought me up, and uh, it's a it's a it's a family club, and it's a it's a it's a community club, and no one should try and own it, and it must always remain to the community, and as it is now, and uh, it's Nawane, that side of, of uh, the part of Soweto, mm. but as you're going towards Shawela, that's why Max so talks Chawela. about uh, yes. talking about Shawela, but I'm originally born and brought up in in Snawane. And it's a it's a great club and um, and, and it contributes a lot in so to football and uh, we play organized football and we are proud of what we have done but we still have a long way to change the lives of the people. So then, how did Mike Dombella end up at Vets University? Because uh, I think you and Sporo Mangano are probably the first two black players, as Maxi alluded to. No, I had, uh, the the funny thing is that I had failed my first trials at Kaiser Chiefs. Oh. And then I, uh, it was a one-day trial. And then I failed another one at Highlands Park. So it was not Kaiser Chiefs. It means <laughs> I was not good at that time. And uh, and I, I I resigned and said to myself, no, I won't play uh, professional. Let me try and promote Snawane Ganas to professional. And on my first visit, I said, let me go and watch Vets training. Mm. On arrival, uh, I saw. I waited at the, at the gate to see Mike Mangena, so that when he was already there, he was already there. Mm-hmm. So and I said, when he, he comes in, I must ask for a lift going back to Soweto. You know, so I must talk to him before he starts mm. training. Then I said to Mike, "Hey, hey, he just said, Mambosh, how are you, man? Because we knew each other from Soweto and all that." And then I said, "What do you want?" I said, "No, I come to watch training." He said, "Okay." I said, "Can I go back with you?" He said, "Okay, yeah, we can travel together, no problem." And then I said, I watched the training. Before the training started, Mike, I saw him talking to people in the center of the field. <laughs> and uh, and then I saw one white man coming to me. I said, wait, what's wrong now? And then uh, it was uh, Ronnie Slosh. Professor. The prof, yes. And then he said, do you play football? I said, no. He said, but Mike says you play. I said, no, I don't play. I don't listen to Mike. So he left me. I came again for the second time. When I came for the second time, another white man came and said, come here, I've got boots, I've got everything, come and train. I don't say you know or you don't know. Then I, that's how I, I trained with the reserve. They were training together. And then from the first training session, they said I must come and trial with the reserve and play the next game, a friendly game. Then I was signed. Oh. Yeah. And and was it unusual for black and white players to play together in other sports or was, was like in other sports at the time because we've spoken to cricketers and rugby players before or was football an exception? Uh, football was always uh, uh, 
in the forefront of non-racialism, in the forefront of social cohesion. And uh, so it was not that bad because the, the clubs uh, united and played with uh, uh, together uh, from the beginning. So it was not, but uh, to play for a white club was had its own ups and downs. Uh, it was not easy to see a black man, but there were those about Tanti Julius in the mm. past who tried to play even some use, using a wiki <laughs> a, a week. So, but I, I think when I went there to Vets, where the, Mike and I were the first, uh, I was the second one after Mike Mangena, and the third one was Waga Waga Dikwe. But firstly, there was a guy called Zef Nmalo, oh. who was the first one, I think in 1980, who was coming from Kaiser Chiefs. He played for a few months, and then he left, and then Mike Mangena became the regular player as the first one. And how do you look back at your time at Vets University? Yeah, they taught me a lot of things. Mm. I still value their, all what they taught me at Vets because uh, I was still very wet behind my ears in terms of professional football. Uh, but they taught me a lot of things and uh, uh, and the uh, outside field as well. I'm, I'm, I'm very, very proud that I started my f- football career there. For those who've just joined us, we are in conversation with Mike, Mike and Dombella. Lines are open 0891-104-207. WhatsApp voice notes 061-4104-107. And we take SMSs on 40938. And then you moved to Mamelodi Sundowns, where you enjoyed a lot of success. How did you join Sundowns firstly, and why did you choose Sundowns? Did you have a choice? Skrima uh, Shabalala was a coach of Alexander Pegpool and was a friend to Khaled Pasmo. Yes, yes, I've heard about Khaled Pasmo. Yes, and so he met me in town. We used to meet, see each other in town. Then he told me, there is a guy at Sundowns who has taken over. He's got a lot of money, and uh, his name is Zola Mahobe. He wants you to come and play for Sundowns. Mm. And that's how you joined? I said, uh, uh, but uh, but does he have money to buy me from Vets? Because (laughs) Vets are going to sell me. Mm. If he doesn't have the money... He must not even bother. But he said, hey, that man has got money. Eh? So, and uh, Zola Mahobe proved that he had money. He bought me at, at, at Vets. Was it true? It was 33,000. It was 33,000. a lot of big money. money at the time. It was the highest at Vets at that time. <laughs> <laughs> that the is first, unbelievable. The first one to be bought for a lot of money was Mike Mangan. Oh. By 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 Devin Pushbacks. Yes. They bought him for a lot of money, which was 27,000. Wow. <laughs> Let's go to Soli that's called us from Whitbank. Soli, good evening. Uh, finding you, Soli. Uh, sunny boy, sunny boy. Oh, sunny, sunny boy. Hi, hi sunny boy. Uh, I, I'm good, I'm, I'm good. I'm. Can I speak with Pua Mike? Yes, he's here. Yeah. Pua Mike, how are you? Hey, sunny boy, how are you, man? I am good. I don't know if you record me. Yeah, I do. Very well. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mike, you... You disappear, man. You disappear. <laughs> we need people who hold man like you to guide us, man. I don't know where are you now, and I need you more than you need me, so my. No, I. I don't know. I've lost your contact, but uh, last time when I checked, you were Sundowns. I don't know, but my, what happened? Last time when I checked, you were Sundowns, but we are, we are no longer there. I'm interested to know why. I'm I'm nomadic. You know, so I, I <laughs> so I move from one place to the other uh, uh, to to venture into. In the, the the game is too big, man. You can do a lot of things in the game. There comes a time when you have to do it. There was nothing wrong, uh, which uh, uh, which I can mention. So, but I, 
I think I, I left sundowns and uh, but I still support it, you know. So I, I didn't leave it and I'm angry or what, what. So I will talk. I, I'll, I'll get your numbers then we can talk. Okay, nice one, Sunny boy. Are you going to the game tomorrow? I'm not too sure where I'm going. Is it? Yeah, somebody needs to invite Mike Dombela. Uh, we were still on how you joined Mamelodi Sundowns and you mentioned a gentleman called the Screamer Chabalala, Mr. Chabalala. Let's hear from Screamer Chabalala actually on Mike Dombela. Well, yes, it's true. I did uh, because Mike was one of the best midfielders uh, then playing for uh, Vet University. When we were uh, uh, forming these Sundowns, trying to make it a, 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 a team that it is now. Uh, we were scouting around for players, and the player that we really wanted uh, to be in our stable was Mike Tombella, because he was playing as a left midfielder. And um, someone told us that, no, the boy is a, is a nice boy, is a gentleman. So we needed, I needed players like that. So I said, no. Because the boy, I'm made to understand, is very clever and he's a nice boy. So we went for Mike and that's why Mike uh, went on to become one of the best left-backs because I converted him to be a left-back after some time. And on that note, you also named him um, a couple of years ago in your best ever Sundowns 11. What made him so special that uh, you didn't see another fullback better than him? Well, because uh, Mike was not only a, 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 a fullback, but uh, Mike, Mike was an intelligent player. You know, there are players that have football brains. Mike had football brains. And Mike was a good communicator, a, a leader as well. So as a, as a left fullback, he understood exactly that on that side or on his side, he would never let anybody get past him because when they get past him, it means they've unlocked uh, the defense. Mm-hmm. So he will make sure that he closes you down before you can even trap the ball so that you shouldn't, uh, because he, he didn't have pace. So he, he was sure that next, this man must never get past me because if he can get past me, I will never catch him because he didn't have pace, but he had a football brain. He was also part of that team that, that, that claimed that historic win in the Main State Cup in 1986. How big a moment was that for the club, Mr. Chabalala, that even the whole team went to, to the FA Cup final after that? Well, uh, the, the 1986, that was the first, first, first trophy of Mamelodi Sundowns. And uh, uh, Mike was a skipper all the way. He was a captain all the way. So for us to have won the cup, because also it was my first trophy with Sundowns. So for us to have won that trophy, that trophy really um, uh, made us, may or made people to, to sit up and, and, and look and say, hey man, this Sundowns, this Sundowns is going places. Because we won our first trophy and from there we've never looked back. Uh, then we won trophies as many as, I don't know, he knows better. And finally, where does that Sundowns team of the likes of Mike Dombella, the late Iwi Kambule, a rank for you as far as the, the, pre, the squads of Sundowns are concerned? Well, for me, it's the best team that was ever formed and uh, one of the best teams in terms of 
playing football, uh, that team, I don't think even this Sundowns that is playing today, they will never play like that team that was um, winning trophies in, since from 1986 to the 1990-1992. Mm. That, that Sundowns was the best Sundowns because you have to understand that team played for five years being the same team. We've never changed for five years. That team was as is for five years. We never uh, changed the team. And in our team, the players, anytime a player gets injured, the player that was on the bench knew exactly what he has to do when he gets in there. Whether it can be a left back, right back, midfielder or whatever. But that team was the best team I've ever coached in my life. And was that the Shushan and Piano team? 100%. That was the team that was playing Shushan and Piano. And of course, uh, there was something that we called double class as well. <laughs> so, that was... Uh, in fact, even today, I still, I can still even tell you the names of those players in my dreams because that was the best, 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 best. Very formidable. Okay, I'm going to let you respond to Braskrima because there's a lot that fascinates me about what he's just said. Uh, but let's also hear from Mr. Raymond Heck, who joins us on the line. Mr. Heck, good evening, and thank you very much for joining us on SAFM, sir. Uh, good evening, and hi, Mike. How are you doing? Hi, Ray. How are you? Yeah, good. Thanks. Yourself? Thank you. Mr. Mr. Heck, what can you share with us about Mike and Tombella? What can I share about Mike and Timbella? Mike and Timbella was an absolute wonder and revelation at this university. Uh, this little guy came along. Uh, he came along at a time when uh, it wasn't fashionable for uh, people of other races to play in our league. He wasn't scared of anybody. He wasn't scared of any officials. The skill and the foresight that he had was unbelievable. I mean, he played together... Uh, I think when Vitz had uh, an unbelievable team, uh, he played with uh, Mike Mangena, uh, Wagga Wagga. Um, but, you know, his ability to see things in the middle of the park uh, w- was amazing. And it didn't matter whether he played against Lusitana or he played against Kaiser Chiefs. Mike was one of those players who was respected by all, all around him. Uh, he gave 120% effort on the field. Uh, he never complained. Uh, I, I saw times where he was tackled and I thought they'd broken his leg. He got up, carried on playing. Uh, he was never, ever intimidated by anyone, irrespective of what their skill level was. Um, Mike was the type of player who would go and take on someone like Asen Salengui. Uh And uh, it meant nothing to him. Uh, he played with players who always uh, respected him, loved him, and uh, would do anything for him on the field. And he was an absolute gentleman throughout his entire career at Wits University. And if we would have had 11 Mike and Timberlers, I think we would have won many, many more titles. And was football a unifier at the time, Mr. Heck? Because even you, you were one of the few white people that would get into the townships there just for the sake of football during those dark days of apartheid. Yes, but and Mike was uh, the same type of player. He came into uh, a, a white environment uh, when it wasn't fashionable. Uh, he wasn't scared to do anything. His attitude is, uh, I will show you what I can do on the field of play. 
and he was an absolute gentleman. I don't think there was ever an instance where uh, Mike had any problems with uh, with any of the players. The supporters loved him. Uh, everybody loved him, and he was he was a trailblazer. You know, he was one of the first players to come into the league when uh, Ritz University moved across uh, from the so-called White League uh, when we broke away and we were in the uh, NSL and we played in the NPSL. Um, and he played with players like uh, Rodney Bush and uh, Richard Kellett and uh, Andy Stanton. Uh, you know, he, he was a- an absolute superstar. Great stuff. Thank you, Mr. Heck, for joining our conversation. We really appreciate your time and your contribution. And we're going to get to your calls after the break. I know a lot of people have called us. I'm coming to you as soon as we take this break. Flashback Fridays. Flashback Fridays on SAFM. I can't uh, keep people waiting any longer. Sidiko, thank you for joining us. You were the first one actually to call. Uh, Good evening from Pretoria. Good good evening and good evening to Nanana. Bramike is is, is a wonderful human being. Around 2000, when I was working at Banimulukwane Soccer Academy as a head of administration, I sent a letter to Adidas requesting a sponsorship. And uh, and, and, and I wrote that letter on a piece of paper because I didn't have a laptop at that time. Mike responded and donated some soccer kids and football and some tickets to, to to the academy. He's a wonderful human being a community builder, a person who loves community wholeheartedly. So, Bramai, keep it up, my brother. Thank you very much, Sadiko. Thanks for that, Sadiko. Cabello, also in Pretoria, good evening. Hello, Cabello. Can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you. Yes, I'm a Mr. You're good. Yes, I'm fine, thanks. We are fine. Go ahead, remember? I'm a Santo Umbrella. Hey, Javis, how are you, man? I'm fine. Can I ask you a question? Because I had something during the week. Sure. I'm not sure. Uh, the Mainstream Cup that was won by Sundowns in 1986. Yeah. Was Peter in that team? Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> in, the in the semi-final, when we beat Keza Chiefs, he scored. Wow. Uh, no, I thought he was boosting when he said... He, no, he, no, he no, 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 no. He played striker. He was, he, our, he was our main striker. He scored. Uh, he scored. In the final, it was an own goal from Greg Cupido, mm. Cosmos player. But in the semi-final, Pizzo scored. Uh, 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 he scored, and uh, and uh, if Panyaza Chich and Love Mochafunya, I think those are the people who scored. <laughs> okay. The okay, great one, Cabello. Thanks for that. Sure. Let's also go to a voice note that came through on 061-4104-107. Good evening, Chaviso. Good evening, gentlemen in the studio. Good evening, Baramike. This is Mulawadi Kanyago from Polokwani in Limpopo. Uh, what I want to ask you, Bramike, is that uh, as we all know that back in the days, most of the strikers were very, very good. Uh, who was the toughest, that toughest opponent that you ever faced? And did you ever manage to contain him in one or maybe two games? Or he was just a thorn in your life and uh, there was nothing you could do to contain the same player? Please tell us who that player is. Thank you very much. Thank you for that. I think I know who you are. Trumpis015 on Twitter. Thanks for that. Toughest striker? Oh, yeah, because uh, I would say toughest winger who playing mm. next to me. One was Thomas Madihache, mm. the late Augustine Makalakalane. Tagat. Yeah. Uh, he was at Cosmos. So I don't know why I mentioned Cosmos players. 
I think uh, because when I, I I started as a midfielder, so I I went late into the eight, in the eighty eight to mm. play as a left back. So so it would be those, and uh, then there were quite a number of who came through as well. Uh, Noel Cousins, but on the wings there were people who were giving me a lot of problems on the side as wow. well. Because I was I was not as Krima said, <laughs> I, I didn't have pace, you know. Uh-huh. Yeah. Now talking about what Screamer said, I mean, uh, it, he says that that 1986 Mainstay Cup trophy was the first ever piece of silverware for Sundowns. Yes, it was. Sundowns, you must remember that the domination of the game was Swallows, Pirates, and Chiefs, in no order because mm. I don't want to. But the, those were top three teams, and the, the trophies were won by those teams most of the time. And then when Sundowns uh, Zola Mahobe came over. And then he bought a lot of players, and then it became a big team. And then uh, in '86, on the first year, all of us when we were there, at the end of the season, we won the the mistake the mistake cup. Wow! Now tell us about this character Zola Mahobe. Uh, firstly, you guys went to the FA Cup final that year. I still think it's one of the greatest stories in South African yeah. football because you are allowed to take your wives and girlfriends. Let me correct: wives or girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> How was that experience for you there in the FA Cup? Was it Liverpool Arsenal? It was Liverpool Everton. Liverpool Everton. Yes, Whoa. Everton. Yeah. How yeah, was that yeah. experience? Oh, it was another experience. You know, like the game itself. Because you must remember, we went as a team. Mm. We trained and we played uh, against the uh, Crystal Palace reserves. Oh. Uh, and uh, so it was a, an experience. All I had this thing just to make us to feel and taste what is to be professional? What is to play in front of, of many people? We can have something to talk about how the team uh, uh, responded. Liverpool were trailing and winning, ultimately winning. And, you know, so a lot of, of, of our players started, uh, Pizzo started uh, uh, following Liverpool from that time. <laughs> and he's still a Liverpool supporter. And what can you tell us about this character, Zola Mahobe? A, a, a philanthropist and mm. a, a visionary. A, a visionary, you know, like uh, he understood what he um, uh, he wanted the players to do. He he was a, a a humble man, you know. So I think a greatest leader, you know, like uh, he started the, the team very well. Uh, unfortunately, when he got uh, arrested, uh, then there were quite problems. And but fortunately, the Crocs brothers came. Mm. And, and, and the, 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 the now president came. So he set up the trend that to be at Sundowns to be a leader there, you must have a lot of money. So because you have to buy a lot of players. So I think uh, he started uh, never be surprised when the supporters still sing about Zolama Hope. Wow. Because of uh, of what he did for the club. Yeah. And how do you describe Shushan and Piano? Screamer said you know all about Shushan and Piano. Yeah, Screamer was very creative. Screamer Pere is a creative guy. <laughs> he still is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and even now he's very creative in everything. He used to, you know, like uh, he went to train in, uh, he, he were, we were sponsored by Kappa, mm-hmm. and Kappa was sponsoring Juventus as well, and and uh, I think it was AC Milan. Uh, so he took Screamer to, uh, uh, to, to the club and to, to visit. And then he heard them saying, Piana, piana, and then when he came back here, so because, because we uh, we didn't know what he said, he said piano, piano, meaning come down, come down. Uh, but in his philosophy, uh, he wanted the, the game to start from the back, mm-hmm. and they, he needed full backs who can play from the back. So 
when they converted me, because I didn't like to play left back, to be mm. honest. Uh, he's the one who converted me to to be a left back, and uh, and people remember me as a left back. It means he prolonged my career because there were a lot of midfielders coming in, and then I changed from one position to the other. It's very important for for players to be adaptable, mm. so that if you change, you don't have to stay in one position as long as we are in the first eleven. Don't worry where. Because uh, uh, if there's going to be one better than you, then move to another position and look as to where you can play. So I think Screamer was uh, was the one who changed Sundowns, who made it to be what it is. I think it was one of the greatest coaches Sundowns ever produced. And uh, I would think uh, uh, very creative. Uh, it's not easy to compare him to whether Pizzo, mm. because I think uh, the times are different. And also that Pizzo has won a, a Champions League, eh? That must count for something. So it would mean that if you look at success of the club, then you can say it has been more successful under Pizzo in terms of we, the continental football. Yeah. You understand? So so if if you put that into perspective, then you can see. But I can understand what Screamer is saying. About that team. About that team. And he made that team. Eh? That guy was, you know. Right, if so you, yeah. If you see Pizzo the way he works hard, Screamer was like that. Wow. Grima was just like that, and he, he liked the game. He taught us a lot of things to buy books, to read uh, about uh, European football, and it was it was something else. Eh? We will sit around him like his children, you know, like <laughs> and he will make jokes with us, and we, we so much. Um, uh, it, it's so important. It was so important for us at that time. So I think um, I I will still I hold him very high in my life. And he's still going strong, Scrimmer Chablala. We'll continue the conversation with Mike Tombell as we wrap up after the break. Zansi's sporting milestones, moments and stories. Flashback Fridays with Tabiso Musia. We're going to have to fast forward for the sake of time, Mike Dombela. Later in your years, you returned to Mamelodi Sundowns as a team manager, also technical director. How do you describe your time there and also working with Pizzo? And how was the relationship? Because you both come from Sinawan. Yes, uh, he's, uh, he's born uh, in Kakiso, but he's brought up in Snawane when his parents move over to Snawane. Uh, he's, uh, he's, uh, we, are, we, are, we are brothers, uh, but uh, it was different to work with him. I've never worked with him before. Uh, very challenging, very... Uh, a, a guy who, who does not... He, he, he wants the results, you know? he's mm. result-orientated. And uh, uh, and it's all about the club. It's not about. It's not personal. You can end up uh, having an altercation, but it's about the success of the team, and that's what drives him. So uh, going back to him, one of the experience I had is to work uh, uh, with the president uh, Petrus Mutsipe uh, in terms of his support, in terms of his. Uh, he wants the best. He wants people to be successful. And the and the and the club and he brought in a lot of players into the in, in, into the club, and uh, going to uh, I wanted to taste that as to what is like to be in a professional setup again mm. because I have been out of it for a very long time, so it was a very I I love every everything uh, which I did at that time at the club and I'm, I'm very thankful and uh, and uh, Pizzo worked well, but also I needed to to move out and uh, and uh, and do what. I like because I always like to do various things in the game. There are a lot of things I can write. I can, you know. So I I I like to do a lot of things. So, but it was a good experience, and I only hope they they win tomorrow. Eh? Hmm. Because and yeah, because this is a very important game for them, 
uh, uh, with two goals so that uh, when they go <laughs> back, because it's going to be difficult as, as they, they play away. Well, on that note, let's hear from Pizza Musiman. He received me well at Sundowns. Those are the people who made me to settle at Sundowns because, um, you know, you're coming there on an environment, a digital environment where play, uh, coaches have been sacked uh, or coaches never stayed a long time at Sundowns. And, and the first person I came here there to find was Mike Tombella because Mike, Mike to me, was never a, a teammate when we played together at Sundowns. Uh, he's a big brother. He's a role model, and I always tell him. And he's just humbling himself when I when I talk about him as a role model, uh, a guy who who really, really uh, can guide you on and off the pitch. And that's what he did to me. He contributed a lot. Him and uh, Mike Mangana, you know, they are a little bit a generation, a little bit older than me, maybe three, four years older than me. So they're the big brothers to me. So I learned from them a lot. Uh, and when 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 he when I found him at uh, at at Sundowns as my manager first, he really made me help me to settle. And then when he got Peter to be the team manager, he, uh, he promoted him to be a technical director to run all the, the academy and even uh, make important decisions for the senior team. Uh, traveled a lot with us. Uh, we used him in many any roles. He used to help us with the traveling. As an advanced uh, team, you know, we have an advanced team, a team that always goes in Champions League to make sure that where we stay, where, where the hotels we're going to stay, the pitches, and force and force the relationship with the, with the embassies in Africa. He was the main man whom all of us know him. But when Sundowns travel, Mike Tombella will be uh, around in any country we're going to, to force the relationship to make sure our safety, places not to go, places not to go which hotels to stay on. So those are the kind of roles he did. He did from technical to management, to administration to to everything. And that's why when I when we won the Champions League, uh, because he started this thing of me with him in Champions League uh, earlier. And and when we got it, it was just a month or a week, I mean, a month or two months, uh, he has left Sundowns and the... Uh, and I, I, I really, really wish he was there. And hence you are saying that you remember that, and I wish he was here because that's his baby that he started. Mm-hmm. You know, so I wish that he was on the podium with me. But he knows that uh, he won the Champions League with us, no matter what. He knows that, and he knows that we cherish that the moments and the times he is. I'd actually asked him there, Mike Dombella, because it always said after they won Champions League that there's only one person missing here, and that's Skipper, and I wish Skipper was here. Are you are you disappointed that you weren't able to uh, to bask in that glory of Me. the Champions League? Yeah, I am. You know, like uh, uh, the biggest one. But uh, I thought even in my small space, I did. Uh, I knew what I had done, so it was not. Um, but I would have liked to be there, but those things happen in life and uh, 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 for a reason. And uh, I, was, I, was, I was quite happy, very happy because uh, it's about the team. It's not about you as an individual. Mm. It's about the team. The team must win, not you. 
And for the sake of time, McDombella, finally, we once did a story about the state of HMPG Stadium. As somebody who played there, how do you feel about the condition of the stadium and what kind of a vibe was there? What made playing at the HMPG Stadium so special? Because there's a movement now that's trying to get Sundowns to go play play, play uh, back there. I'll be in the forefront of that movement. We'll introduce you to the guys. Yeah, because uh, this is where uh, everything happened. You know, the people of Mamelodi looked after us. We came in there from various parts of, of of South Africa. And then when we were there, to play there, the people made you to, to feel like you're part of them. And there was a, a, a... We would play during the week at about 4 o'clock. Mm. By 3 o'clock, there is no one in the stadium. We go and dress. There are few people. We are about to start. There is this crowd is about halfway there. By the time it's half time, when we come out, it's full. And it's mainly mainly Mamelodi people. Mainly. Wow. And uh, uh, and they were just there was uh, there was a company which was a BMW company, Sasco mm. or Safco, uh, which was out and people used I'm told uh, uh, people used to a, a run away from work to go and watch and until they were given offs officially because they could see that it's better to to give them an off uh, 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 the, the knock off earlier so that they are able to get the the, the support so I, I'm, I'm i'm for my melody uh, that sundowns must go back to hmp when it goes there if we say it's winning now it will never lose again eh? Wow, and a lot of people have said that. We have to leave it there, Mike Dombele. And there's a message that we've just received from Sikebengu, uh, Kevin Moody. He says, yeah. I never got the honor to play with him, but he was a superb footballer, fierce opponent, but most importantly, a great man. He's doing fantastic work. Uh, please send him my regards. That is a Sikebengu there, uh, Kevin uh, Moody. And I think it just goes to what everybody's saying on Twitter, Mike and Dombela. Uh, they're calling you Preza. That must be the guys from Sinawane. Yeah. And they're saying that you are a true gentleman on and off the field and uh, uh, I'm Danny says he is the great one tell him he is the greatest there Mike Dombella and somebody said thank you very much for bringing him on he's one of our forgotten heroes of South African uh, football and that's why we thought we should bring you on Mike Dombella to give you the respect that you deserve hopefully it's not the last time we speak to you when the book comes out I think we're going to continue this conversation because there's still a lot to talk about the chapter is not closed yet Thank you very much for the opportunity. Radio is very important to me. Thank you. Thank you very much, Mike and Tombella, joining us. Our apologies to Desmond in Sechejo. We couldn't get to you, at Desmond, but when the book comes out and Mike Dombella comes to speak to us again, we'll make sure that uh, you are on the show. Our time is up. My name is Tabiso Mosia. Up next is Lizette Khan. And remember that SABC is showing the Emirates FA Cup semifinals live this weekend. It's Man City uh, up against Brighton and then on Saturday at 6 and then on Sunday, Watford and Wolves at 4 live on SABC3 and SABC3 will also broadcast the FA Cup final.